I am Fred Wildenberg with Hopefully Divided. Spiritual divides are everywhere. The number of religious nuns, that is, those who do not worship a god, are growing. Churches are struggling to be relevant. Understandings of the world and its origination vary greatly. The different generations struggle to communicate and understand each other. But we still share much common ground. We experience emotions. We are able to care, and we need to know others care about us. We ponder life. We are spiritual. We disagree over those things because we can think and form opinions. We each have the capacity to personally know God. We are not hopelessly uh, divided. Natima Lewis is my guest, and the title of this episode is From Darkness to Light. And all of my podcasts and blog posts can be found at www.peacewithinreach.com. Uh, Natima, I met you almost three years ago in jail uh, during a low time in your life. Can you explain what led up to going to jail and what life was like for you then? Um, yeah, um, I had a number of different things that actually led up to going to jail. Um, I was struggling with meth addiction. Um, I had struggled with it for a number of years. Um, I began that when I was about 14 years old um, for the first time that I had tried it um, and gave it up many of times uh, along the way. Um, at that current time, I was struggling with it for about four years, um, including alcoholism and smoking marijuana. Um, I had four children. Uh, I began to neglect them because of the addiction and stuff taking over. It kind of just bring me to my knees and um, I ended up getting my children taken away. Um, had pending court coming up um, and didn't follow through with them until um, I had got a warrant issued out for my arrest. So I had turned myself in at that point in time. Um, just tired of running tired of being exhausted and wondering where my life was going at next, so um, I turned myself into the Minnehaha County Jail. You weren't very resistant at that moment. It, you, no. you kind of hit bottom, as they say sometimes. Yeah, oh. I was just, um, I was tired, I was exhausted. Um, there was nowhere to go. I was trapped and there was nowhere to run. I, did, I didn't have my children and I knew I had to give back to them. So. Um, Surrendering and turning myself in, you know, was uh, the first step. How long ago was that? Um, that was November 16th of 2016. You remember it clearly, the day? Yes. Mm. Yes, I do. Um, I had uh, called an, um, the police station and I let them know that, you know, I'm coming in because I knew they were looking for mm. me for... A numerous amount of different charges I was facing at the time I didn't know what was exactly what was I was looking forward to but um, so I told them I'll, I'll be in and I got my car and drove down to the police station and was met by about eight different officers they uh, handcuffed me and tackled me to the ground and arrested me Wow even even as you uh, called them, gave them an update, you're coming, they still yeah. uh, still uh, tackled you. Yeah, wow. tackled me and they're wow. me into the back of the cop car. I'm like, wow. I'm 
Well, I'm here. I surrendered. I turned myself in. Like, what's this? But I just went along with it and, um, you know, went to booking at the county jail and, you know, began to book me in and, um, you know, got put in a cell. And there I sat. That was the beginning of my uh, four-month stay. Okay. So I remember when I first visited you, um, and I don't recall how far into your stay that was, but I, I think you said you had a dream from God, uh, like that very night or so, that a pastor would visit you. And um, I thought that was amazing. <laughs> that That's something that I wouldn't say happened to me personally, those kinds of things very often. So I'd like you to tell us about that and then maybe what happened after that, kind of after uh, you, had, you had that dream and I came the next day, uh, I think I had heard you were in jail through your mom and yes. she had asked me to visit, but I didn't follow, I didn't visit like the next day after she said it, it was probably two weeks later. I, yes. I just do that sometimes, <laughs> I shouldn't have, but <laughs> so uh, to wait that long. But you know, when I came there, tell us about that and then what happened after uh, when that, you know, your kind of your new journey began. Um, yeah, I was on lockdown and um, in my cell. I was up on the second floor in F block, and uh, I, I was sleeping, and I, and I heard God speak, and He said He will come, and um, I woke up, and um, I just looked over at my Bible, which I just began to start reading. Um, I've never picked up a Bible my whole life; never read it till my jail stay. And I, I went downstairs, and there was a couple other gals I was with in there. Of course, it's jail, so you're in there with others. So let me let me butt in just like so you were wondering, he is it Moses? Is it Jesus? It was <laughs> I. It was me. <laughs> Go on. I, I'm not, I'm really sure now. I was like, um, at that time, I was like, like I knew like somebody would come see me, and um. I grabbed my Bible and I went downstairs and I there was two girls sitting there and I had told them I was like somebody's coming to see me and they're all like just kind of looked at me and then not even five seconds after I said that the intercom came on and said Natima you got a visitor come to the door and <laughs> and it was you and I was like I was expecting you <laughs> like I just like knew um and uh yeah and I hadn't called I called the jail as we always have to to say hey I'm coming, this is so-and-so, can I, uh, you know, visit your, I gave them your name, but they didn't, they don't give you a warning at no. the time. They tell you when we arrive. Yeah. And they don't even tell you who it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Usually I don't tell them it's clergy because they sometimes don't want to see clergy. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, after, after that, I, I guess I opened up to you and I, I just, you know, I, I said, I seen Jesus. Um, that was a big part of it. Um, and that wasn't me. Jesus is someone else. But I just want to no, make sure yeah. we're clear here, right? Yeah, you, you <laughs> came in to visit, but it was like you were the first person I was able to tell after I had gotten knowledge. Um, I've had previous experiences where, you know, I didn't necessarily have the knowledge. Because if you don't pick up the Bible and read, you're not going to sit there and find understanding. And I guess I had that quiet time there as I was sitting to put two and two together and um, I was able to express that when you came and visited um, and I was you know at that point in time I just was uh, I was so excited that you know hey I could have shared this with somebody that you know um, believes 
um, because while while you're sitting in jail, there's not too many other believers. Um, you would hope there would be, but you know, and it, it was all new for me at the time. Um, Real belief in God. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I follow through? Or, you know. Um, so is belief in God something you had been initiated to sometime in your life, or did was there a Bible study going on in jail, which there is sometimes, and it, like what maybe even caused you to think about, uh, hey, about God and about perhaps praying or reading His Word, the Bible. Um. Or was, was it was it at that time where it it was at, at that, that time. Um, I don't know, after I had I sat about maybe two weeks and I'm like, something's got to give. And um, there I, there was a Bible in my cell that had been given to me and I just picked it up and I, I start reading from the book of Psalms. That was the first book I, I have I ever read. And even at the time, um, I grew up, um, you know, struggling, learning how to read and read and write. I still struggle with it, you know, and um, but I took to that and <clears throat> there was a lot of. Um, encouragement as I read through those words where you know hey I felt this I feel this or I've experienced this and you know so I kind of it, it gave meaning to what I was going through at the time and it just opened up opened up my mind so I, I began to pray and seek and fast and you know um, there was church groups and stuff that would come in um, to do you know, Bible studies and stuff, I start going to every one of them. Sometimes I was the only one that would go. But I'm like, well, you have to tell me about this Jesus character. <laughs> so so I, I've come back down to earth now. My, my head has come back to normal size because I, you know, you, you know, yes, God had told you, and you were in the Word a little bit for a couple weeks there. I'm just kidding. I'm really excited for what, <laughs> that I was able to visit you. Uh, but I just want my listening audience, maybe some of them who know me already, they know I'm a pretty average guy, so... Yeah. It's not all that special. But, hey, I want to just uh, interject. Um, like, I have found some... I remember leaving the, the you know, the visit at the jail of you that day really in, intrigued because uh, I am not... I am also a fellow believer in God as you. I'm, I guess I would say I'm your brother in Christ, as we say sometimes, uh, brother in Jesus. Um. But I, I, I have some spiritual gifts. You know, I think God has uh, given every believer, I think every person has uh, abilities. And often those, if they become a believer, I think they become spiritual gifts that can contribute to the common good. You yes. know, the building of, uh, of the family of God and just blessing people. But, you know, when you explained your dream, and I think also you talked about how you would be reading the Bible at that time, and it's almost like there was a light. Now, explain that a bit, and then I like to, as you after you explain that, we'll talk a little bit more about spiritual gifts. Um, yeah, as I as I began to read the Bible and um, have more understanding of it, um, there was you know each page I flipped through, I would uh, like there would be illumination or or lights literally coming from the Bible I was reading in. And, you know, just um, my newfound belief and stuff, um, if that didn't trigger it, these lights that were illuminating from the Bible, you know, made me pursue, you know, the next page wow. and the next page and the next page until, you know, I was, um, I believe I read half the Bible um, while in my four-month stay in, in jail. Um, 
did a start to learn how to you know do praying and fasting and stuff like that um, and did you read like genesis just right on through the bible yes and well got... i kind of well i okay. started in the middle okay. psalms is where i started oh. and then matthew mark luke john okay. and but isaiah you said you're not a great re a reader so no. that in itself is pretty amazing because the bible's not all that easy to read no <laughs> <laughs> okay but um it it touched me in so many ways that you know i i would sit there and already even find somebody you know hey can you read this to me just you know i I craved it literally, um, so I didn't. That's kind of what still drives and um, you know my pursuit and and knowing and finding him. Um, and it's just been um, one miracle after another, you know, in my life for me. That's amazing. So back to spiritual gifts, um, and I don't know where to put your experiences in, but I think they, you know, like your dreams. Uh, is really something and really the illumination even of the pages of the bible uh others will have explanation those who are skeptical of that and i yeah. accept that i mean i i appreciate that um but i think it's amazing uh, there's different spiritual gifts that are um, are very unique uh and i don't know where those fit kind of like uh perhaps the gift of prophecy uh, there's a gift of tongues, which we won't get into now, because you didn't mention that that was it. But I'd say it's kind of unique like those that uh, not near everyone experiences very often, but it's pretty amazing. And, um, you know, if I, I, I'm going to affirm you in saying I, I know you're Native American. Yes. And uh, I, have, I have some other Native American friends. I, I, one person I can especially think of who also had a real... Uh, uh, lots of experiences of dreams, very real dreams, that often things happened later, you yeah. know, that aligned with that dream. And and I often put with uh, with her that you know I talked to her about it. Native American people are often, or First Nations people are very spiritual, uh, culturally, and yes. so it seems like when they, you know, personally come to know of God according to the Bible and Jesus, uh, it's like some of those really powerful spiritual gifts really come alive and um, that's different than what my personal experience has been so I'm always intrigued and excited uh, you know by that hey Natima I believe I believe we all have our hardships and our struggles with sin but for some people life feels darker and, and hopeless and Natima you've been there yes you know uh, what do you want to say to people uh, who are in a dark place you are not alone. Um, there is a creator. There is a God. There is a father. And he is loving and he is caring. And he's willing and able, more than able, to, you know, reach out and help you in your darkest times and your darkest moments. And um, despite what you're going through or, you know, he, he's willing to meet you at that at that spot. It doesn't matter you know, what you're going through, he, he will come through. All you got to do is accept him and, and call on his name. I mean, even at that point in time, I, I didn't fully understand, you know, um, oh, reading and, and doing this and doing that. I just got on my knees and said, God help. And I believe at that point in time, um, he heard me and he seen that I was desperate and I was, uh, 
in need of saving and um and he was there and he's been there every step of the way and um i'm still um experiencing um you know trials and stuff throughout my life even though i've been walking with him but i continue to get up you know there's bumps in the road along the way but every morning you know i get up i call on him you know ask to live moment to moment with him regardless of what i'm going through i know he's there wow powerful um you know um i, I appreciate how you said uh well you remind me of of really um the fact that it's about God's grace. Um, we don't have to read half the Bible first. No. We don't have to work really hard at finding God. In a sense, we have to. Uh, he's pursuing us. Yes. He's looking for us. We have when He reaches His hand, in a sense, you know, way down to us. We finally just have to grab one of His fingers and let Him help us out. Right. Yes. Yeah. Let go and let God. <laughs> and then it, so as, as you were opening yourself to God and his grace, then, you know, you started to live for him, read about him and things like that. And the kind of the journey began uh, after he met you. Yes. Huh. Um, well, there was other things too. Um, I think they began back in like 2010. Um, I've, I had visions um, I had no understanding or no meaning to them. Um, at the time, you know, I didn't know where to go or who to ask. I'm like, why am I having these things? Um, and they were literal visions. Um, and one time I was just standing at work and I was doing my paperwork and, and I was somewhere else. <laughs> um, and seen a number of different things, but at the time I didn't have the knowledge um, as far as what they were or the understanding. Um, so I think that was a big part of it. It was to find, you know, wisdom to why am I having these? You know, I'm, I'm not crazy. I, 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 you know, after I began to read and stuff, that's kind of how I put two and two together that okay this is God and I'm not just having this for any reason and um so the more I continue to pursue him the more answers I get from these um, gifts that he has given me you know you can't just sometimes they might just occur or happen and you're sitting there like okay what do I do um and and my answer was to pursue so even before you really had received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, years before, really odd occurrences would happen in your life that it's almost like um, some God-given uh, abilities or things within you, that, you know, being able to have visions, yes. which I still don't have. <laughs> I've been walking with God longer than you. Yeah. And so, and do I envy you perhaps in some way, in a good way, <laughs> I like whatever that means. Uh, isn't that something that, um, you know, if a person right now is perhaps in a dark place, they can know that not only is God pursuing, but for a long time he has been, and maybe they've yeah, experienced just, things, and, and that years before, just to, it just tells them that uh, who we believe as our sovereign uh, creator God is incredibly personal, always wishing that all people be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. Yes. Uh, Second Timothy. Um, 
Wow. Hey, I just want to highlight a couple of passages, you know, which Jesus describes himself as the light, you know, uh, when we are in dark places. It just, he quotes, I think, I think it's the prophet Isaiah here from Matthew 4, and he says that as Jesus had come, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. Jesus says of himself in John 5, 9, verse 5, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Pretty bold statement. Uh, of course, I'm going to say uh, Jesus can be as bold as he want at, if he's done what I believe he has done, as the Bible says, uh, died, you know, came as God uh, incarnate, God in flesh, uh, in order to die so that we don't have to die for our sins and he would save us from that. But now, Tim, I want to, I would like to ask you another question. Would you want to say anything to many other people uh, who are not perhaps in a dark, hopeless place, but perhaps living within a dimly lit room, getting by, but wondering if there is more to life than what they are experiencing? Anything there? It's it's kind of a similar question earlier, but I, you know, a lot of times we might think, well, that person, you know, who really needs God is the one who's really in a dark, hopeless place. But then what about the rest of us who, you know, just getting by, but it's not so bright? Um. Well, yeah, it's it's hard. Um. You know, a lot of times in scripture and in passages, it says, you know, live by faith and not by sight. And yeah, that is good because if you continue to look at the things around you, the worldly problems and um, the way things are worded um, in the world, you know, doctors and scientists have uh, a remedy to everything that's wrong. Or, if, you know, if you if you have sicknesses and Ill, illnesses and diseases, they have a name behind it. And, oh, there's a pill you can take for it. Instead of, you know, looking at the the ultimate doctor, you know, our, our Lord and Savior, you know, the king of the universe. Um, and a, a big thing for me was fasting, um, you know, Trusting. deny yourself, deny yourself of, of television, deny yourself of the phone, deny yourself of clothes and deny yourself of worldly materials and let God you know come in that way um that was a big thing you know when i was sitting in that in that jail cell alone you know i i had nothing no worldly things shut out from you know friends and family i couldn't just pick up a phone and call somebody so you know i i had just me my my quietness and in a belief that began and um you know I, fasting was one thing where I was literally brought to God's feet where, you know, I was standing at the, at his feet, literally, like, and he was in his throne. And, um, you know, if, if that don't blow your mind, you know, and all it took was, you know, um, denying my flesh, you know, it's, it is a spirit, spiritual warfare. It is, yeah. you have the soul inside of you and, and that craves God. And, um, and so to me, I just, uh, a big thing I would say is is just try to give up some worldly things and pursue him, you know, wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, 
and let him reveal you, reveal himself to you. You know, in the word deny, you say deny yourself. Uh, we're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to deny myself anything. But you know, you list uh, TV, you know, and and whatever it might be that sometimes we think are giving us pleasure. But if I think about my television watching, very little of it gives me pleasure. Perhaps it's uh, becomes a distraction from really dealing with, you know. Uh, think, maybe trying to find things that just aren't bringing satisfaction. And so um, it's really de denying ourselves so that we can find our spirit within that has been made by, that, that can connect us to the Great Spirit. Yes. Uh, to God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, that's powerful. And so uh, it just sounds like you're saying, uh, you know, let go and let God. It's overly used yes. sometimes, but I, I yes. agree with agree with you. Hey, I want to, uh, you know, this this podcast, uh, you know, is titled "Hopefully Divided." So I'm I'm basically trying to acknowledge that there are divides, and that there are things that that frustrate people. Uh, so some people hearing you today are going to say, "Ah, that's for Natima." Yeah, uh, and this might actually really frustrate some users I imagine you know uh, you know uh, you know perhaps uh, Fred and a team of some more Bible thumpers and I, I respect those people I, I have some I have some friends who've been very good to me who probably would be you know would think that of me sometimes and that that's okay um, thankfully they talked to me about it but uh, I want to just uh, you know because we're and, and this is about you know there are divisions, but I also believe we are hopefully divided. There's a lot of common ground. I want to bring up, you know, a statement from someone who's greatly respected, um, but I think is a, a comment that, as I respond to it, is going to be actually more division, but see if I can get to the point of hopefully <laughs> divided. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi of India, uh, you know, was a great man of peace of nonviolent protest against abuses and injustices and of religious tolerance. I'm actually reading a quote from my book, one of my books, Peace Within Reach. Um, and Gandhi insisted, the need of the moment is not one religion, but mutual respect and tolerance of the different religions. He goes on, the truth or truth is the exclusive property of no single scripture, uh, or we could either say Bible, he says, I cannot ascribe exclusive divinity to Jesus. He is as divine as Krishna or Rama or Muhammad or Zoroaster. Um, and so I would, I guess I'm responding in my book, and so it's my words. <laughs> the problem with that understanding is that certain truths proclaim themselves to be absolute and exclusive of all other truths. And really... Natima, I don't think you have said that specifically, but I think you and I would agree with that. I mean, you've only highlighted Jesus today, or God from the Bible, who you and I would understand as God, Father, Son, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, three in one, one God. Um, you know, Jesus said a statement in contrast to uh, this great man, Gandhi, you know, who Gandhi speaks of Jesus, you know, as a great person, but he cannot ascribe exclusive divinity to Jesus. 
Well, Jesus would respond. He did in John 14, I believe. I got that right? John 14 or 11? Uh, that uh, I am the way and the truth and the life. You know, no one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, John 14, 6. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I wouldn't have got the 6 right. I was close on the okay. <laughs> You know, that's quite a statement. Uh, that in itself will frustrate people. That causes divisions. And I would say that's okay. Uh, you know, there will be divisions. From my perspective, who can say that except Jesus, uh, who, after all that he did, he could say, I am the way. Because he said, you know, he truly believed. Uh, well, he, he was, he knew. And so many of us believe that he is the way. Uh, you know, he paved the way to God. Why would he direct us any other any other place? Amen. <laughs> you know, yeah. Now, Tima, uh, are there any closing thoughts that you would like to share with me and our listeners? And maybe I'm going to add to that. It may, maybe you have some closing thoughts yet you just want to go with. But if you don't have so many, uh, you know, you can also answer, how is it going since... You know, since back then, how's it going in the last um, year or two? Um, well, I'm still um, sober. I'm clean. Um, I'm healthier than I was. Um, I'm reunited back with my children. Um, Is that going perfectly? No, it's not going perfectly, but <laughs> we're we're all in this under the same roof. <laughs> but um and I and I praise God for that each and every day. Um and no, and it's never gonna be perfect. We live in a dying, fallen world. And um that's why we need God. That's why we need Jesus. We need a savior. Um and I don't believe there's any other way. And yes, he is definitely the way, the truth, and the life. And um, I guess uh, one of my favorite uh, scriptures I always like to recite is Romans 12, 2. Please do. Um, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you are able to test and approve what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is. You're a brave soul. You're looking at me as you're saying that. You're not reading your Bible. It's in your head and in your heart. Yes. In your, in your soul. <laughs> Yes, that's uh, your spiritual weapons. You know, I, I take those scriptures. Um, there's many more. I just have, you know, just literally beaten into my, my head, my heart, because, you know, it, it is truly we're in a, a tough times and, and you need that scripture to keep you strong um, to fight against, you know, the principalities of darkness. And it is real. And I, I do believe in um I think it's um, Matthew 4, 4. It says, For it is written that man shall not live on bread alone, but by the very breathing word of God. And um, so I, I do believe it's necessary that, you know, we have the scripture memorized and that we continue to um, spread the gospel and let other people know about it. Um, you know, life is not promised death is guaranteed and it is coming for each and every one of us and um we need to wake up you know excellent you know you 
just to quote that very beginning of that verse, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. I think that's, again, I don't want to put words in your but it kind of quotes to what you were saying to so many of us who perhaps are in the, we are getting by, we're not in a dark place, but it's a pretty dimly lit place. Yes. Uh, conforming to the patterns of this world when we really think of it, trying to keep up with the Joneses, as we often say. Yeah. Um, trying to find fun and fulfillment and a lot of kind of meaningless things, getting caught up in social media, as I do too, all these things, just doesn't quench that thirst, does it? And so it's 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 not, it's denying ourselves, yes, but it's really giving ourselves a major break, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, um, like I, I don't do social media at all. Um, I think the last time I used Facebook was about eight years ago. You hardly knew the name. You face. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, it's just another thing. You know, a lot of people sit there and, and hold on to what the world's got to say or other people got to say, and they just dive into these things, and before they know it, you know, I'm hurt. I'm sad. I'm depressed. You know. And God doesn't want you to be hurt, sad, and depressed. You're supposed to live joyfully and um, at peace and have rest, not, um, you know, taking hold of of all the things that the world has to offer you. So I would just um, encourage um, peace, joy, and rest over stress. <laughs> um, wow. Three, four years ago, uh, my guest today, Natima Lewis, was in jail, uh, struggling with, well, two years ago, a little over two years ago, struggling still, I mean, from meth addiction, other kinds of drugs, your children were gone, and to hear these words from you today, I know you've been gamefully employed for, uh, you know, rights since that time, <laughs> yeah, and awesome. Again, this is Fred Wilgenberg with the podcast, Hopefully Divided. Uh, my guest has been Natima Lewis. Thank you, Natima for being honest and open about yourself. That's refreshing. Uh, while there are some who will not agree and would even despise uh, you know, your belief in God, um, you put it out there, not excluding anyone, but rather welcoming everyone to give it a try. I know you and I agree that God and his grace and his redeeming love are available for each person. There will be division on belief, uh, but you and I are going to believe there's common ground in the availability of God and his grace for each person. Let's have a just a brief prayer as we always close this podcast with that. Father, thanks for, for bringing to my mind uh, my friend Natima and that I thought she would just be an enlightening voice today. And thank you for her coming, having the courage to, to really be open and honest about her life to help uh, me and the rest of us. Um, thank you for rescuing her from a dark place and for um, not only rescuing her and so she can be a mom and, and have a job again, things like that, but even that she can work uh, and work with you. As you tell us, the harvest is great, but the workers are, are lacking. The harvest field, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are lacking the harvest of people that you want to just be light to and that you would uh, even not only uh, 
find Natima, but then also entrust to her some of the harvest fields that she can work, and she indeed is working. So thank you for that. Thank you for making your grace and your love, your redeeming love, available to each of us. And we don't have to find you, but rather you come down to each of us wherever we're at. And uh, Jesus, we pray in and through your name today. Amen. Amen. This and other podcasts and blog posts can be found on my website, www.peacewithinreach.com. Studio B. 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 Studio B.